0: Hello and welcome to part 2 of the first episode of the Pioneer's Conclave. My name is Roop Joshi and in this podcast, you will assimilate the basics of cryptocurrency and will know how one can easily convert their interests or hobbies into a startup featuring Mr. Upamanyu Acharya. Do check out our social media handles for more details. To get in touch with Mr. Upamanyu, do check out our YouTube channel, eSell and Jaihin College. His handles are listed in the description box. Not taking more of your time, let's dive deep into the conversation. My next question to you moving on from this curiosity topic. And I'm very curious to know about your cryptocurrency startup now. And so the (laughs) next question is about your cryptocurrency startup. And so before we begin with what the startup was and your journey with it, I would just request you if you could break down the terms cryptocurrency in layman's terms.
1: Sure. Right. So cryptocurrency is a very basic term because the word crypto comes from cryptography. Cryptography is the study of solving puzzles. And currency, of course, is a unit of exchange. It's something that you share or barter with each other to get something from someone else. So you put those two together. A cryptocurrency will be something that you can uh, trade goods or services with someone else for, but that requires... a a very high level of uh, encryption or uh, doesn't require other but it has a high level of encryption it requires a very high level of effort to crack the code so that is in layman's terms what the word cryptocurrency means now now how does that work in real in reality in reality cryptocurrency takes the form of a blockchain Uh, cryptocurrency is just uh, units that you share with each other on the blockchain a blockchain again is a sort of uh, database that's the simplest way to break it down. If you store money somewhere, it is being stored on a database somewhere online. How it works is uh, there uh, I'll give you the example of bitcoin it's the uh, most ubiquitous and the easiest to explain I feel the Bitcoin was the first blockchain that was created uh, back in two thousand and nine by an anonymous founder called Satoshi Nakamoto. We don't know who that person is but blockchain was developed with the intent in mind that it should be completely secure and that people shouldn't be able to send multiple transactions without having that amount in their wallet what i mean by that is they should not be uh, having one bitcoin sending that one bitcoin to one person sending that same bitcoin to another person it's called a double spend that was the intent Now, again how it works is getting into this fairly complicated stuff but The uh, basis of it is that it's uh, an encrypted platform where uh, it's completely decentralized, meaning that no one singular party owns that database. So there is no owner of all Bitcoin in the world. If you own Bitcoin, that means that someone else will be mining your transaction and the mining part of it is essentially validating that transaction. So the way to think about it is, if you, let's say, open your UPI app and you're sending money to someone, uh, that person receives the money, all well and good. But how is it happening? It's happening through centralized parties. Centralized meaning someone has ownership of that entire platform. UPI as a company is half owned by the government and it's half owned by private players. So it is fairly centralized. You, the, so the UPI platform will be one. The other person will be the bank or the app who you use even sending money between you and me through upi you have to have a huge level of trust that upi as an op, uh, as a company is legitimate is credible also that your bank is legitimate and credible and that's all well and good when the entire system works but if the system breaks down like what happens in countries like venezuela and zimbabwe where there's very little trust in the government and there's very little trust in any centralized banking institutions for good reason, right? Then you start seeing that your, suddenly your currency is not very trustworthy. It's, it becomes extremely volatile. You can't really uh, know who to trust when sending currency to each other. And that's when something that is completely decentralized as in no one owns uh, Bitcoin on this planet. No one has ownership of the Bitcoin platform that's when you realize the importance of that.
0: So that was very well explained by you. And I mean, now even I on a personal level have a little more fair understanding about cryptocurrency and all. So coming to your startup, um, what attracted you being a BMS student? I mean, we are not exposed to a lot of, like, you know, the tech-based side of it. So what attracted you to the cryptocurrency sector?
1: Yeah, great question. And I've been asked this question fairly often. I think this was one of the, questions i had in one of my uh, iim interviews uh the answer to that is i've i find cryptocurrency as a field like i said the word crypto comes from cryptography cryptocurrency as an entire field is a combination of two things it's a combination of mathematics and it's a combination of economics so the mathematics side of it is all about uh encryption about things like uh sha-256 which is the hashing algorithm it's it's the Uh, byzantine fault tolerance these are all computer science uh, philosophies rather Uh, that that are very interesting to me on a personal level because uh, anything that is highly technical that goes into mathematics and computer science forms the basis of the next five to ten years maybe even 20 years of technology so if you're into tech and you go very deep down to the basis of you know the foundation of any technology it'll all be mathematics at that level Uh, cryptocurrency was a very new field when i started getting into it let's say 2014 or something it had only been around for five years and uh, even now even today in 2020 it's still in its infancy so the mathematics part of it is always being discovered discovered. being invented more new uh, formulas are being created which form the backbone of Uh, new algorithms that different cryptocurrencies can use. We had Bitcoin, we had Ethereum, they're starting to have uh, new protocols emerge from that. That is one side. That, That would be classified under the mathematics or the computer science side. The second side of that is economics. And this is where me as a BMS graduate, I would get really excited about it because cryptocurrency exposes you to a different type of economic theory that has not been practicable or executable in the real world for a long, long time. So the new economic theory that cryptocurrency can expose you to is that how does a global ubiquitous currency work that is completely online uh, and that is a completely sort of free market, not owned by anyone. So it's the ultimate exploration of free market economics because you look at even the price of Bitcoin, right? It's extremely volatile. And the reason for that is because almost anyone, anywhere in the world can trade it 24-7. They can buy and sell. And that has not been possible uh, at any point in history in the past. So it exposes you to what is the, at the fundamental level, the freest market of all so far has been <laughs> the, the cryptocurrency market. Now that might not be a good thing because you don't have the same level of protection if you buy Bitcoin. If someone scams you, there's no one to go to. That is what I found very interesting. And that combination of maths and economics doesn't exist uh, almost anywhere else in the world. So if you have a slightly curious technical side to you and you want to explore a bit of finance, a bit of economics, I think cryptocurrency is something that would excite you. Fair enough. That is a very good
0: explanation to why you you know, went into that field. How was your startup all about and how did it start and what was your journey with the with fine stuff?
1: This was 2016. And uh, just to give a bit of context, I had done a couple of internships by that point. These internships were in digital marketing. So which is currently my field right now. My profession is in marketing. That's where I'm interning. But, But way back in 2015, that's when the whole search engine optimization and content marketing field was really picking up in India. I had a little bit of exposure to that. All these various factors came together so all were things that i really liked i liked writing i liked working with people who were writers i uh, liked talking about uh, crypto researching going very in depth into the technology side of it Uh, once i did that for around a year it was i received good response but it wasn't anything amazing i wasn't making any money out of it for around a year so by the time i started my third year this was uh, 2017 2018 something like that uh, that's when The crypto field really started picking up and the price of bitcoin really skyrocketed and a lot of people were suddenly uh, in one moment interested in these articles because they had a very technical side to them so i worked with a bunch of interns uh, worked with a bunch of writers uh, from my college from other parts of the country back then i was doing this work from home thing so we had a set of around eight to nine writers at that point and we were churning out white papers which is Uh, another technical thing for cryptocurrency enthusiasts and writing articles for other crypto companies and essentially I was collaborating with all these uh, cryptocurrency firms across the world. That was what my business was into. Uh, The main takeaway, the key takeaway from this would be that I tried to do something which I liked doing, right? That's essentially what it boils down to.
0: Absolutely correct and I was just going to bring this point forth you are really an inspiration to all the people watching you right now and I would just like to say that you know no matter what ideas you'll have if you have a if you have passion for something if you like doing something there's there's no harm in making that your startup if I'm I mean correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Absolutely and I'll give a short example on that I think in uh, the e-summit that happened two years ago uh, I was approached by a, a, a fellow student from another college who had a startup that was into fire extinguishers. Now the fire extinguisher world <laughs> across the world is very standardized. You, you see a fire extinguisher somewhere, you know what it is. But this guy wanted to reinvent the concept of fire extinguishers. So he had this new chemical that he had licensed from somewhere. And uh, he was a chemical engineer, I believe. And he knew how the uh, chemical part of it worked. But uh, he wasn't very well-versed with the business side of it. So he reached out to me and he used to talk to me even before the event, after the event about, you know, uh, how can I make this, uh, how can I make this dream a reality? Well, uh, a few months after that, he actually got in touch with a company who uh, took his blueprints and started producing that very product. And that product started selling. And uh, all these uh, factories and all now carry a very small version of a fire extinguisher. And remember, this is a second year college student who is trying to enter a, product that has been uh, a product space that has been standardized for 50 plus years and that is the level of uh, achievement that you can get if you're simply just motivated and i don't believe he had done anything like he had not built the next flip cart, right all he had was an idea and a blueprint but he really wanted it to work to the point where he would call, you know contact and uh, try to get information from as many people as possible so that is The level of dedication that you can have if you are really motivated by something.